got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I've been reading all the work, I've been doing better work, and I've been shutting down the stars. And welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the Freight Sales Show for Closers, here on Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, and wherever you download your podcast as well. I'm your host, Kevin Hill. Have a special episode for you today. We're going to talk about uh, research, which I love research. I love surveys. And we have a logistics buyers survey that's published every two years. Um by Logistics Marketing Advisors, and we have the president and founder of that organization right here with us today, Jim Bearfelt. But before we get to, to Jim in just a second, let's talk about the Freight Tech 100. It's that time of year again here at Freight Waves where we are taking nominations. That opened on July 5th, nominations open. So whether it's your company or your friend's company or your vendor's company or your customer's company, does not matter. Submit those uh, th- those nominations at FreightWaves.com. Uh, those close on August 26th. We'll compile those. We will narrow those down to the top 100 and then send it out to our special committee of outside industry experts to vote on the top 25. We send those results to the auditing company. They count those votes. And on November 3rd, which is the third and final day of F3 here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, we will announce those on stage. So a very coveted uh, award. Uh, It's something that you can go around and brag about if you're a freight tech company. So get those nominations in. With that said, let's talk about some research and let's talk about uh, this is all about how to, how to approach, how to approach and how to uh, build relationships with your target market, which are, you know, logistics or I'm sorry, shippers and logistics buyers. Right. And we have Jim Beffert here to explain it all a little bit more in depth. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Good, Good to be here. Good, good, good. Yeah. Before we, uh, we, we kick off and talk about the survey and talk about this uh, you do this every two years. Can you explain a little bit about the survey, how it came about, and uh, a little bit more about logistics marketing uh, advisors? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one wrap I'd, I'd give uh, to kind of log- you know logistics marketers in general, and I'm in that group, right? Is you know we um, I don't think we spend enough time talking to the buyer. You know, getting the voice of the customer and integrating that into our um, our messaging, um, you know, for for um, you know for 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 our logistics businesses. You know, um, I spent a lot of years on the corporate side working for a third party logistics company, running their marketing. Uh, early in two thousands, two thousand four, I went out on my own to start my own company, and we kind of focus focus exclusively on logistics and. Um, in 2014, um, had the idea to just go out to logistics buyers specifically and say, hey, you know, you guys get pitched all the time, you know, marketing messages, salespeople are calling you up. What's the best way to get your attention and keep your attention? What do you like about the way you know, folks approach you? What do you hate about the way, you know, uh, people with a logistics product or service um, are approaching you and just getting that feedback. And it's been sort of real, real, real interesting. Um, I've been reporting on it, as you say, every couple of years since 2014. And, uh, 
yeah, yeah. Happy to happy to chat about what they what they said. Yeah. So so yeah, the, the sample pool is is a hundred logistics buyers. Can you define logistics buyers? Because we were talking before this before we went on air here, and I naturally assume they move. They're moving trucks. They're moving freights because that's my worldview. Yeah, and some of them are. You know, some of them moving trucks. Some of them are moving boats and planes um, globally. Some of them are. Um, you know, buying uh, material handling equipment. Some of them need warehouse space. You know, it's mm-hmm. anybody who fits under the banner of a logistics buyer uh, would fit the bill for this survey. We try to keep it director level, director level and above, um, if we can, in terms of the uh, the hundred. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah. A lot, listen, a lot of them are dealing with freight, but a lot of them are um, could could be any anything under the banner of logistics or supply chain uh, kinds of products or services. And I don't think it really matters too much because it's it's probably going to be the same approach whether you're you're a director of transportation, you're working with with carriers and three PLs or freight brokerages, or if you're material handling, warehousing, uh, moving things by ocean and air, is it's still it's still the same universe, right? It's still the same needs and 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 people in logistics have the same approaches a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think uh, I think it applies across the board. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So let's dive into the survey then. Uh, let's throw up the, the the first question here. And how do you prefer to be contacted by a logistics business? And you know, uh, let's see what what kind of changes over the last two years, right? Because two years ago was that pre pandemic? I, I believe it was, or is or the pandemic had just well, the began, survey was right? actually yeah it was pre-pandemic when when the actual survey was done but yes. but this this particular question is 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 um you know been pretty consistent since the start in the sense that email is like the, the number one by far but you know <laughs> you got to be careful with that right so so I can I can I can tell you Kevin would you rather I kicked you in the shin or gave you a shot in the mouth <laughs> which would you know, I know, right? You you might you might you might say, well, I'd rather you kick me in the shin, but that's not you saying inviting people to kick you in the shin. We asked the question, hey, here's a bunch of ways you can be contacted. What's the number one way? And they said email. Um, but you know, why did they choose email? Well, maybe it's the easiest to ignore, right? I'd rather get that than a mm-hmm. phone call. It's clear from the survey you're showing. Um, and I sort of want to get into email a little bit more, but now that you have this yeah. you know, sort of graphic in front of us here, number two was, I think, interesting, particularly for me. I'm sort of a content marketer, inbound marketer, so mm-hmm. I want people to reach out to, to me and my clients. And the number two response was useful online content. In other words, don't contact me at all. You know, Expose mm-hmm. me to content. If I like it, I will reach out to you. Uh, so they're 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 you know they they've got their their sort of antennae up and they're 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 um, blocking out a lot of emails and they're 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 ignoring a lot of phone calls that are coming in. Um, but that that's a little yeah. story behind email. Um, I, I think it's a, you're perfect. You're exactly right about the email too, right? Is is I prefer it to be this because I can ignore it. It's not in my face. It's not really distracting me all that much rather than uh, constant phone calls. Now, that is a distraction. That's harder to say no to. That is uh, certainly more personable uh, or personal. And and I get this question uh, quite often, too. It's like, you know, what what's more effective? Email, phone call? 
and and my simple answer is whatever works, whatever you're better at. You know, some some people are better at emails. If you're not crafting good emails, you're not going to get re- good results, right? If you're not picking up the phone and have a great message for cold calls, you're not going to have results. Uh, and well, it's, it's kind of as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you hit on it though. It's about the message. It's not so much about the tactic. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm hearing from the research. It's about the message. Yep. So, so you know, let's say I call you, Kevin. And, and I say, you know, and I'll give you a couple of examples of, you know, what they hate and what they what they what they're open to. Um, and, and the first pitch is, hey, you need reliable capacity. We have a reliable network of carriers and, you know, our people are the best. You know, they're 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 on top of your shipment. They'll keep you informed every step of the way. Can we set up a call next Tuesday? All right. One approach. Generic as they come. You might not think they've gotten that phone call all month, they've gotten five of those phone calls that day, that day. Maybe that morning, that hour. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, contrast that with, you know, hey, we've done a little research. Kevin, I know you're moving freight regularly out of your factory in Birmingham, Alabama. We happen to have a customer for whom we're shipping into Birmingham regularly. We got to get home. I see some overlap in our networks. We'd love to talk about that. What what do you think? Mm -hmm. Think about those so the two emails. No, oh, yeah. so the second one wins hands down every time. Yeah, so so that's that's why I say it's not so much the tactic; it's 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 the mm-hmm. message. And you know, if there's one thing, there's a lot of stuff that came out of this research, right? But if I had to bull, yeah. put a bullseye or a circle around one, it's generic pitches. They hate them. They hate them. And you know, it's 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 they, they feel disrespected, and it's it's interesting, you know. Because some of the responses I get, and, you know, it's, listen, it's an online survey, but they'll give me some, you know, qualitative um, information as well. And then I'll, I'll call like 10 of them uh, afterwards and, um, and speak to them, you know, uh, personally. And it's just interesting. They, there's an emotional kind of aspect to this that a little, is always a little surprising to me in the sense that they feel a little disrespected. They're super, super busy, right? And here's mm-hmm. this person wants a bit of my time, but they didn't. Um, sorry about that, Kevin. So, someone's uh, trying to get a hold of you, Jim. Yeah, I know. I, I should have <laughs> turned that off. But, um, you know, he, my time is valuable. Here's somebody who wants a bit of my time, but they didn't have enough respect to learn at least a little bit about my business. I mean, you you got you got you know dry product vendors who've got reefer companies calling. It's like, come on. You know, so there's a little bit of frustration mm-hmm. out there. There is frustration, and it goes back to that the, the the third on the list, right? It's useful online content. You're talking about messaging, talking about emotion too, right? And that's when you create your own content, your own useful value generating content online. You control the message, and you control the the delivery of that, and you are not intruding on any of your prospects or customers' time. It is that holy grail of inbound leads, inbound interest that makes the sales process so much smoother. It, it is. I mean, to, you know, today, I think it's really more about, you know, the trick is getting found. How do you get found? Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of want to dive into this a little bit, and I'd love your take on this, but... Um, Let's say there's a sales problem, right? 
I'm thinking the CEOs in particular, but even some 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 chief revenue officers. I, I think the CEO is going to go into the chief revenue officer's office and he's going to say, you know, the pipeline's empty. Who are we targeting? What companies are we targeting? What industries are we targeting? As if who you're targeting had any correlation at all to who actually needs help. You know, it's like who's on our hit list? It's not the way stuff is bought these days. So, um, you know, I, I think it's more about getting found. And the metaphor I use is hide and seek in reverse. So in the scenario I just described, right, the CEO thinks they're it, right? They're it and they're they're out there looking for the buyers and the buyers are hiding. We just need to find the buyers. Once we find them, we can close the sale. It ain't like that anymore. You know, the buyers are in control. It's almost like the buyers are it, right? And mm-hmm. they're going to stay hidden until they're, they need a, 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 a solution to a problem. Then they're going to go out and try to find one. We are actually, you know, they're looking for us. We may not know it, but they're looking for us. So it's, it's a game of hide and seek in reverse. The little twist on that is we want to be found, right? We mm-hmm. want to be found. Guy says, "Hey, I'm I'm moving reefer freight from Toronto area into the U.S. all the time. I can't find capacity. I need somebody to help me with that problem. Who's out there that can solve that problem?" And you know that dovetails into what you were just saying, Kevin, which is you know the holy grail of content, right? You know, how do you make yourself easier to be found? You know, in you know Hansel and Gretel, you know, in the forest. What did Hansel do? He he laid a breadcrumb trail so he could kind of find his way out of the forest. Yeah, content is our breadcrumbs. They're the way we make it easier for that prospect to to say, "Hey, that guy." They're very involved in moving reefer freight cross border Canada mm-hmm. U.S. That's my problem. Maybe I need to talk to them. So yeah, yeah there's, I, I, there's- there's two really good points to that, right? Is number one is I, I think the the other researchers out there abundantly doesn't matter what industry it is, is that the especially on B two B business the the buying process starts before the the, the buying starts, right? And, and that's a horrible way to put it, right? But what I'm what I'm trying to say is before they even know they have a problem, they're researching it to, to find out if they have a problem or not. So they are the, the buyers are, are very familiar with what their choices are and what direction they want to go before your cold call or your cold email generically throwing out something, right? So the buying process has already started and it's it's down the down the road. But the second part is the the breadcrumbs, right? And that's the the name of the game right now is to lay down those breadcrumbs to be known to have a brand before. You even make your your first reach out or contact that there's some brand recognition there, um, because that accelerates and well it accelerates the sales process and it elevates the the probability that a deal will go through. That's right. Yeah, I, I mean, we asked the question specifically the last time you reached out to a a, a, a logistics um, company. Why did you do it? Number one, a colleague suggested I call. Number two, mm-hmm. they have a reputation for solving the problem I was looking to solve. Okay, two really, really important things. Um, and I think that's you know, the second chart. So if we can throw that up here, uh, Tanner, uh, we, we, we can talk to that. Oh, nope, 
the uh, do I have, right there. That's yeah, it. Right. This is what yeah, we're referencing. One. Oh, the other yeah, one. No, okay. no, it's, it's, uh, Sorry. Yeah. So, so I left that salesperson there. So, yeah. I mean, to me, if you've, if you've got a relationship, you know, with a salesperson, you kind of know the company already as a marketer. Yeah. I'm interested in, you know, getting those those new people. So this is okay. All right. So internet search results. Yeah, this is uh, okay. Recommendation from colleague. Yeah. Okay. So you see it there. I don't know why I don't have those things in order, but 23% recommendation from a colleague, 21% strong reputation for the service and product. I need it. Where does that reputation come from? You know, people just don't intuitively exactly. know it. They read stuff. You know, they see you, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they see you on a podcast talking about, you know, your solution. They, 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 they read a PR article where you're talking about a case study for another company you've solved. So yeah, it's all about that breadcrumb trail. It's all, it's all about making yourself and bread- easier to And to define, and if you take the, the strong reputation for services, right, and, and you take the, the, the four above it, those are your breadcrumbs, right? You want to be at trade yeah. shows, conferences, meeting people. You want to be found on the internet. You want to have a relationship with that buyer. And you want to to to, to give a service or product that's so great that you generate word of mouth. And all of those yeah, combined yeah. gets you into a strong reputation. Yeah. Word, word of mouth is, is your best friend. You know, referral leads close uh, three to four times mm-hmm. the rate, you know, uh, of other leads. Um, so leveraging that that word of mouth is is really really important um no here's a question for you jim sorry Uh, here's here's a question for you on on referral we 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 know referral is is certainly the strongest marketing word of mouth is is great now can you kind of build you know like a synthetic referral based on your content online right so it generates the buzz itself. So maybe it's not the referral of someone specifically, but it's a, a referral from the, the value you generate in your content. Does that make sense? I, I'm not sure I did follow that. Um, so so instead mean, of having someone, a colleague say, hey, this is a, a great company, is to find such great quality and content in your, your online, your content marketing, that is, is, is almost like a referral. Because it's that, that like information is so golden, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? You know, I, and I started to tell a story there. If you indulge me, we got mm-hmm. a little time. Sorry. Okay. So. Oh yeah, you've got plenty of time. I just had some, I just had some surgery, right? So, I, I've said for a long time, I, you know, ch- choosing a, a logistics provider is like like choosing a plumber, or or choosing, in my case, a, a medical professional to help me deal with my arm problem. I think there's three questions you ask: Who do we know? Who do you know? And who's out there who knows? So let me let me explain those. So who do we know? We've already got a relationship with somebody. Um, you know, if I've if I've got a doctor I trust, I don't have to go looking for a doctor to solve my problem. I've, I've got one. Um, but if I don't, as in the case with this, you know, wrist surgery I had, which is a little specialized, um, yeah, I went out and said, well, who do you know? Well, I went to my, you know, uh, GP. I went to my wife's a nurse, so we know a lot of medical uh, people in my community. And I said, I, I, I'm having this particular type of surgery. You know any sort of hand specialists that um, you know you would recommend? So if somebody that I knew said, you know what, you know, Doctor Jones is phenomenal. 
you know, uh, I've known three people who've gone to him. He did a great job. You know, that's the second thing. So that that gets into the mm-hmm. referrals, right? Somebody I trust told me to call Dr. Jones or Acme Logistics, as it were, right? If you go yep. through those two questions, Kevin, and you don't come up with your answer, the third one is who's out there who knows? And this was interesting. You know, when I went out and looked for hand specialists, there's plenty out there, right? But I found a guy, mm-hmm. uh, any people, but this one particular guy who'd written a couple of articles about yep. the exact surgery I, I had. Not only that, YouTube's crazy. Um, there was an actual YouTube video of the operation that I needed to have done by this doctor where you actually see <laughs> the operation being performed, like, mm-hmm. like inside the arm, and he's narrating it as he does the work. So guess who did my surgery? You know, he did. He did the surgery. And, you know, how do we apply that to logistics? You know, what is the evidence you can put out there? You know, that's, you know, along those same lines, you know, um, I you have this problem. Here's here are the Mm -hmm. ways that we solve this problem that you can leverage. As you're exactly right. And I, I did an episode with uh, our, our senior research analyst here at Freight Waves uh, three or four weeks ago. You can find it on podcasts or on YouTube, right? I have YouTube videos. Um, but but it's all about using research because you have the data, you have the, the material. It's just getting focused enough to, to really provide the, the, that research, content marketing, however you want to, to frame it, but adding value and education to the market. Because that is you, the, the buying decision, the, the the step ladder that you did one, two, three, is is what's happening. If you're not, if you don't have a pigeonhole on some kind of online content, some value driven that's just out there for free, you are but behind your competitors right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. A client of mine is um, uh, very focused on on global freight, particularly in the Asia-Pac region, right? So, you know, they were generating an internal uh, report on kind of, you know, what's going on in this particular quarter. So they began making that available and it sounded like, I don't know, (laughs) you know, does anybody really want or interested in this? But we think about people in the United States, right, who are reliant on a supply chain where a lot of stuff is done in Asia-Pac and obviously there's been a Mm -hmm. ton of issues you know, uh, the last couple yes. of years about moving freight from Asia to U.S. and et cetera. But, you know, it's, 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 it's very, very valuable for them to get this quarterly freight report, or uh, um, mm-hmm. they actually do it monthly now, on what is actually happening on the ground in, let's say, mainland China, Singapore, Taiwan, et cetera. But, you know, we hear stories about, you know, Shanghai and the ports closed down. What's actually going on? We're, we've got feet on the ground there. You know, we've got 200 people, mm-hmm. you know, in that market who really know what's going on. You know, let us give you the update. People want that. That's just an example, but that's great content. Yeah. And what it says to people is, you know, may, not only does it maybe help me do my job and make some decisions about moving freight in the near term, but it puts that seed in my head. These guys know Asia Pack. They yep. know that lane really well. Maybe next time I need something, I'm going to talk to them. And just like in, in business, you don't 
you don't have to be good at everything. So same thing with your content marketing or the resources you push out. You don't have to explain everything that's going on. Find what you know that nobody else knows or nobody else is certainly out there publishing and publish that. And it's it's that simple. Uh, Jim, we're running out of time here. Thanks uh, thanks so much for, for joining us. Uh, what, what's your website where people can go out and, um, and download this report? Uh, well, the website is logisticsmarketing.com. Pretty simple. And the survey is almost as simple. Uh, logisticsmarketing.com slash survey. Uh, you won't go to a form. You'll go right to the uh, PDF and uh, read away. And um, good stuff. Voice of the customer. Perfect. Thank you so much, uh, Jim. Uh, great content as as always. Uh, come back again anytime. And join us next week for Put That Coffee Down, the freight sales show for, for closers, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expensive because when is expensive. I got expensive because when is expensive. I've been all the way.